record and that's how you start a podcast i'm your host johnny destructo thank you for joining me on this episode of spoiler alert that's being recorded yeah this is how you record a podcast for the third time are we sure it's recording it's counting 16 seconds <laughs> wait, in we're doing wait. great <laughs> dead silence still counting it's counting okay go 22 yeah. seconds carry on i'm johnny destructo with me this week is noel and not Mark underscore L underscore Miller because he has a job that required his full attention. So he's not here this week. But we have an email from Christopher St. Saucy. Good night. Good night. I'm going to read it. Sweet dreams. Yeah. Christopher St. Saucy, sweet, sweet dreams. dreams is We've changed name. his name in other edits of this podcast. Carry on. Yeah. JD, go. Okay, here we go. It's called <laughs> No Spoiler Alert for My Birthday. I was heartbroken. I can't wait to hear what you all thought of the Detective Comics 1000 stories. Outside of this special, do you have a standalone Batman issue slash story? Signed, Chris St. Saucy, sweet dreams. So surprisingly, yeah. we've practiced this answer oh my God. and have already thought of yeah. answers to the follow-up question. Yeah. Which is great. This this is a wonderful email from Christopher. Thank yes. you so much. Um, let's have this conversation again, Noel, about Detective Comics 1000. I thought it was 85% great. What did you think? I thought it was a wonderful little story. It only had a, uh, you know what, 85% great as well. Yeah. Um, oh, I, oh, you know what? I was pleasantly surprised by Kevin Smith's. Uh-huh. I was pleasantly, oh, now which one was the Kevin Smith one? Kevin Smith's uh, story was the... Jim Lee art. Yeah, Kevin Smith and, and Jim Lee. It was the story of him searching for the gun that killed his parents and yeah. what he planned to do with it. Yeah. Which um, I loved. Which Thought is that was wonderful. Great. It also very thoughtful. Um, uh, it's it's a it's a nice reminder of the characters' motivations and normal practices in mm-hmm. this cloud of like different interpretations of him. Yeah. So this issue came out when I was in the in the in the throes of conversation, in the gutter of of talking <laughs> to people online about uh, i guess Zack snyder came forth and was like if you don't think batman murders you should wake the fuck up bitches yeah hashtag release a snyder cut and then uh i was having a bunch of conversations online about whether or not batman should kill does he kill is he a character that kills uh and within this issue 1000 there's at least three examples of batman hating guns yeah and i was just like <laughs> we're like actively making his his um mission in life harder to avoid lethal weaponry. Yes. Yeah. It goes out of his way. So, yeah. And it yeah. wasn't, this isn't, this was in the book, this is like in the works for years mm-hmm. or, or at least months. Yeah. So it's not a direct response, response to, to and it. The, the conversation that was happening that week. Yeah. Or, yeah. or even just in the last, you know, recent history. Mm-hmm. So I think it's super wonderful that like all of these disparate artists and storytellers mm-hmm. have their interpretation of the character and one of the main through lines is his um just refusal of violence or lethal violence and especially guns yeah yeah for sure um so the three or four examples over mm-hmm. the course of 75 to 80 years of storytelling yeah. that people keep citing that no wake the fuck up batman's a murderer yeah they don't have as much weight. Right. <laughs> they just don't. Yeah. 
So anyway. uh, yeah, I just thought that was it was a nice little Don't at me. Yeah. <laughs> so it's definitely at Noel. So uh yeah, I like the Kevin Smith one. Oh, the one by um Brian Michael Bendis oh, the, and yeah. Alex Maleev was nice. No. It's it's a wonderful like later years story. Where the penguin is confronting elderly Bruce Wayne on a cliffside, uh, telling him, Listen, dog, I knew who you were for so long and uh, you're welcome. Well, yeah, it was it was a wonderful like exploration of the characters too because the the penguin is essentially telling him like look how smart I am and I need to gloat to you and does Batman or sorry does Bruce Wayne have a response? It's it's, it's a really cute but noirish uh, story. It was just really cute. Yeah. Um, Although of note was he keeps going whip. Oh yeah, well it's W it's E Y P. It's supposed to be the the noise that like the, um, penguin, the makes? penguin makes the. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm used I'm used to like wah, 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 from you know Burgess Meredith in the old Batman '66 television show. Yeah, but so he, this, like, he, he draws it almost clearly as an elderly um, uh, Burton penguin. So oh yeah, he does. Yes. Yeah. Why why am I brain could, farting on? Could be worse. Your yeah, nose well, could yeah. be gushing blood. <laughs> That's a that, classic line that from that movie. S- that frightened me as a child. Oh yeah, because he's fucking just a nightmare. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of really great little stories in here. Um, some of them are a little rough. Uh, but overall, it's it's a it's a great issue. Yeah, as far as anthology series are concerned, yeah, uh, this was pretty good. Even the most successful of anthology series still only feels like junk food to me. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to be like this was the greatest thing in the world, nah, even if it was excellent. But it was a real solid. Yeah, it was fun. It was just bunch fun. of popcorn. Yeah. Oh, and the Warren Ellis one. Oh, with I loved art it. Art by uh, Becky Cloonan, one of my all-time favorite artists. Uh, surprisingly, the Jeff Johns one. Meh. Oh, the, dream of the a last better crime tomorrow. of Gotham or something. Yeah. And and oh, I, this did remind me, um, I know you're a couple issues behind on Detective Comics. Yes, Peter which I'm enjoying. I love them. Yeah. I am not enjoying it that much. Mm-hmm. I have not liked the last two or three issues. Oh. Um, and this the, the whole last story in this anthology is like the, the run up to issue 1001, like his next big mm-hmm. arc, which includes a video game character, the Arkham Knight. The Arkham Knight. Yeah. So I guess they're bringing him into continuity. In the video game, he's spoilers. He's Jason, Jason Todd, Todd, but he can't be. He's, he's not going to be. No, it's got to be someone else. Eh. I just um, hope it's not as bad as the twist in something like Hush. Also, you know what? The last two times we discussed this book without recording, I forgot to mention The Precedent, which is actually written by James Tinney in the fourth, which oh, yeah. I loved. Yeah, it was wonderful. About... Um, Alfred and Bruce Wayne discussing Robin. Um, yeah, deciding if they're going to let him into this world. Dick Grayson. And yeah. it's so great. I love a really good modern retelling of the early years of Robin. So, well, I just the, the tone of the story, too, is not unlike um, Tom Taylor's Batman annual recently, the, the oh, Father's right. Day. Yeah, yeah. Like, that it's was, these, oh, it's these nice. side stories that don't quote unquote matter, mm-hmm. but they almost matter more than just in continuity, like plot. They 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 hit me on an emotional yeah. beat more yeah. so. Than Which a lot honestly, of the... when it comes to anthology books, those are the kind of stories you want. These like mm-hmm. these deep dives, these quick deep dives into pieces of the character that you don't get in mm-hmm. the bombastic six issue arc. Now, isn't Leslie Tompkins? Isn't she dead now? Didn't she die in continuity? So finish the arc. Oh, okay. I will. All right, cool. All right. So thank you so much, Christopher St. Saucy. Good night. Oh, wait. We did not answer his secondary question, which was outside of this special. Do you have a standalone? 
Batman issue slash story? I do. I'll go first again. <laughs> I mean, I can uh, go first if you want. Do, do you have your answer this time? I think I do. It was the go. first. So uh, I was a. Uh, um, you steal my answer. <laughs> I was introduced. I was introduced to Batman via via other media. So the '66 show when I was like four, watching it every afternoon, and then the '89 movie and the sequel mm. in '91. Yeah. '91, '92. Either way. Doesn't matter. Um, so the first comic I read mm. was Shadow of the Bat. Oh yeah. I don't remember the writer. What was the whole series? Yeah, well, just the the specific arc where he was inside of Arkham Asylum, mm. and it was like um, the the bad guy ended up, or it was my introduction to Mister Zaz also. Oh yeah, and it was a dark as fuck comic, and it was enthralling, and I loved every second of it. And I was probably too young to read it, but it stuck with me as like my version of Batman, almost like a locked room, because he was uh, he was inside Arkham trying uh-huh. to escape out of it while wow. solving a murder. So it was like um, it was my. It's it's essentially my version of Batman. This mm-hmm. this super smart, always under pressure, um, detective, and it was fantastic. Nice. Yeah. Uh, mine was I believe it was from the series called Legends of the Dark Knight or Legend of the Dark Knight, and yeah, it's uh, if you know Bane, Bane mm-hmm. uses a drug called Venom in order to soup himself up real big. Well, this was originally introduced in Legends of the Dark Knight, and it's a sequence where Batman is trying to get to this little girl who's been kidnapped uh, and put in this, I don't know if it was like a cage or a sewer of some sort, but it was slowly filling up with water and he was not strong enough to save her. So the little girl actually winds up drowning. So he gets addicted to this drug, which is an enhancement drug called Venom. And it's about his addiction and having to come to terms with sometimes you lose, sometimes Mm -hmm. you can't save everybody and uh, actually having to, Get off of the drug venom. Didn't you bring this up a couple weeks ago when we were lamenting about like why Batman in all of these various titles is like wildly different or being weird? Oh, I don't know. Because yeah, we were talking about how like uh, you know the way Tom King writes him is Mm -hmm. is crazy different from the way Tomasi's been writing him, which is crazy different from the way that Snyder's currently writing him. And the so I think you brought up this venom thing where yeah, because he's he's acting fucking weird like yeah. punching out jim gordon and doing this and yeah, doing yeah, that yeah. all these all these crazy oh i things. might have been like he's just yeah. back on venom yeah 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 i might have might uh, throw away a uh, comment cir- it's a full circle now i'm sure christopher goodnight could uh it's, it's christopher sweet dreams oh you're right sorry sorry yeah. christopher sweet dreams so all right here we go thank you for the email let's get started on this week's books uh we're running out of time so we're gonna plow right through them war of realms number one by jason aaron and russell dodderman this is another of the marvel events that are going on right now this one's been going on i it's been leading up I was, in the pages I, of avengers I, and thor i i understand uh fatigue of events because it's true yeah but this one is not a surprise if you've been no. reading any of this like um he's been uh as jason, it, aaron. He, jason aaron has been kind of like setting the stage for this thing for Two years, years now? Yeah. yeah. Um, if not in, more. In his since, books, yeah. Since Thor, probably. Since the, his first relaunch of Thor. So, yeah. like, there's Thor, the God, God of Thunder. God of Thunder, and then the normal, like, then the, the relaunch of Thor from that, which was Goddess still. Goddess of Thunder, right? No, it was still him. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait, you're right. Goddess of Thunder. Uh-huh. And then that title relaunched with her still. Yeah. And now During that a... middle relaunch of, like, her to her, this kind of started with Malekith. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Because uh, the the Rainbow Ridge was destroyed, and he was like starting to invade other realms. And oh then at the end of her run, uh, where she threw M- Mjolnir, <laughs> Mjolnir into, into the, the sun, sun 
completely destroyed the Rainbow Bridge, yeah. but Malekith still is able to jump from realm to realm. So mm-hmm. he's using the dark bridge yes. or something. The dark. So Rainbow he, or... yeah, he's able to conquer all these other realms without yeah. the Asgardians protecting them. Jotunheim and what have yeah. by, by realms. If you've so, seen the Thor movies, you know. What yeah. So about. so all of these are, uh, these lands are being annexed and or armies are being amassed and the Asgardians can't do shit about it mm-hmm. or are stuck. So they've been preparing for this war that is about to come or it's going to come. Yeah. And the very last realm that they haven't invaded yet was Midgard. Is Midgard, which Earth. is Earth. Earth. So this is the this first issue is the the convergence of all of those threads. Yes. Attacking Earth and all of our Marvel heroes on it. All right, so we have to. Um, we don't have to, but I'm going to make us compare it to another event called Age of X Men, wherein uh, the, they have created a uh, utopia where everything is great and nothing happens. Everything is awesome. And everything they, is cool when you're part of a team. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's nice, the whole nice. point of the book. Yeah, and uh, that nothing's happening. Uh, no, arguably some things did it's, happen. It's starting to happen. Week five. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, but I would say this kicks off with a boom. This kicks off this with like first four issue booms. is great. Yeah, I so many it. booms. <laughs> it's boomtacular. Booms on booms on booms. Um, no, this the, um a butt ton of storytelling happens in this first issue, mm-hmm. which is honestly it kind of feels how events used to be, and one maybe one of the reasons too why I was incredibly cold on Heroes in Crisis the first couple of issues uh-huh. because it felt like everything that of note happening kept happening off panel and yeah. we kept being described. Yes. This is just in your face. Yeah. A lot of craziness. I don't know if you want to spoil some of the weird stuff that goes on in this book. I mean, yeah, why not? Um, so right off the bat, Odin is Caesared. Yeah. <laughs> he is straight up Caesared. <laughs> like uh, the dressing. By a bunch of, yeah. I get your reference. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Like he drank too much Caesar dressing yeah. and then he's got a tummy well, ache. He's, well, he's lactose intolerant. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> in all of Norse mythology, Odin can't handle dairy. Yeah, we know. Yeah, it's yeah. a whole thing. A tale as old as time. Hates but, hates anchovies. And too, also, so I like these. I like these cats, right? These uh, people these, who show uh, up. Yeah, these dark elves. Dark elves are great. They've got a lot more personality than they did in Thor: The Dark World. And they're wearing weird masks. So, so they've got those masks it, yeah. from the movie. Yeah, which I was like my favorite part of that movie was those weird ass masks. Um, um. So so right after that, um, the inciting I'm sorry the, the inciting incident of this book. Uh-huh. Oh, wait, go ahead. Back I just to wanted death. to, some of their dialogue is great. The King of Svartalheim bids you the goodest of nights, Odin One-Eye. May your all dreams be filmed with many screams. I just really <laughs> like the way he writes these characters. Uh, they're, they're like little baby um, Etrigans. Either yeah. way, um, what's, what I thought was like really rad about this issue, too, is like I've been, I have been reading Thor. Yeah. Uh, I, I actually, bef- I got caught up on it like two or three issues in. Just so I could read this first issue, like yeah. I streamlined Thor. Nice. Um, and I love how the inciting ish- incident of this book is um, Loki's half dead corpse falling through the sky into uh, Thor's houseboat. He lives on a houseboat. Yeah, he's been living on a houseboat with Thori. Thori is the war dog his or dog? the the devil dog. Yeah, he's like a hound of hell. That's amazing. And his flying he talks. goat. Oh yeah, Thori. Yeah, Thori the... talks. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, no, Thor is a murder machine, and he's amazing. It's this is just this is a this wild is ass a book. Bucket of fun. Yeah. Um. Oh, also speaking of Loki, Russell Dodderman, the way he draws Loki's face, he really captures Tom Hiddleston's eyes. Mm-hmm. He's he's got such an expressive face. Um. That I can I can hear that actor's voice. Um. When he speaks, but um. Yeah, of course, there's twists and turns, and yeah, midway through this book, the um. 
So Thor always, it always to me felt like a book that exists outside of normal Marvel continuity. Mm-hmm. Like, because it's just so oddly mystical and, and all yeah. kinds of, so like they can go to space or they can go to the diner. It still feels like it's just slightly to the left mm-hmm. of the rest of Marvel continuity. Yeah, I agree. The middle of this book, it spills out all over like Marvel's New York. Yeah. Which I know it's been done before, but it just feels kind of like fun and fresh. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Spider-Man doesn't really deal with dark elves. Yeah. And so it's just, it's, it's just, um, it's, it's a fun big blockbuster. I like it. I like yeah, it a lot. Yeah. This was, um, I, d- now I am also going to say, I don't think that this needs to be the event that they're making it where it's no. going to be in all of the books. It's mm. got a bunch of one shots. It's got a bunch of mini series that range between three and five issues each. Yeah. It, it's too much. But at least uh, this has a now. spine. Yeah, at least something's happening. You don't, I, well, no, I mean like a spine book. Like you oh, essentially right. could you maybe could just, just read, read one through six as opposed Whereas, to Age of X-Men, yeah. X-Man, where it's just miniseries and there's no so, main book. I was not expecting to read. I, I'm not, I, I haven't pulled any of these um, ancillary books, but I'm not going to lie. I'm a little interested in... Some of the one shots. It mm-hmm. looks like Act Two of this book is going to be a bunch of different teams. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And that might actually be kind of fun to read. Well, for one of note would be Journey in the Mystery, which comes out tomorrow, which is written by the Malkelroys of My Brother, My Brother and Me. Ba bim bam. And Adventure Zone. Yes. So I'm interested in that one, and uh, I'm of course I'm going to be interested in the Spider Man team. There's a team. Yeah, they that they that go to Yonham. I'm actually looking for the. Where is it? Uh, War of the Realms War Scrolls, not to be confused with scrolls from Captain Marvel. War of the Realms Journey into Mystery. Uh, then there's Thor number twelve and War of the Realms. Oh, that's a collection. Fuck that. No, yeah, there's, there's there's these two, these ones. Strike Force. Oh yeah. Act two, reclaim reclaim the well uh, realms. So it's Stark Force, the Dark Elf Realm, which is Brian Hill and Linnell Francis Yu. That's the Punisher and the Valkyrie and Blade for some reason. Yeah. War Avengers, which is Dennis Hopeless, now going by his real name, Hallam. And Strike Force Land of Giants, which is Spider-Man with a Norse helmet and mm. Captain America by Tom Taylor. So these are like really fun creative teams. They're quick one shots and it's like side stories. Yeah. That's the kind of fun stuff that I would prefer. Not uh-huh. like I have to read four different books all in subsequent order that have no real connective tissue yeah. just to kind of get a general idea of what the story is yeah like i don't know i guess guess it's like electively submitting as opposed to it's all so important yeah read it now uh oh one other thing to notice um loki dies again yeah his dad eats him yeah uh laufey the frost giant straight up chomps him to death and um loki submits to it yeah he just just hangs out i guess my dad's gonna eat me now well it was uh, like uh the the poignancy of the scene was it's first. It's the first time he's seen Freya, his mother, since he stabbed since, her. Yeah. in the back. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he proves his sincerity to her by allowing himself to be eaten by his pops. By his dad. Yeah, killed. Yeah. Again, doesn't matter. It's Loki. Yeah, it's true. I will never believe that Loki is dead. I mean, no, no never. matter what happens. Yeah, it's true. But look at those. Look at that. Look at that. That panel. The top panel. Where he says, because of this mother. And it just, it's the, the eyes. It's a fun as hell book. It's so good. This, I, would, I would highly recommend this. Yes, so would I. Yeah. Yeah. I was not anticipating enjoying it. I'm, I haven't been 
in Thor for a while um, mm-hmm. since the new reboot, which just started, where he has all the hammers. We yeah. had the first issue of that for the show. And I really am not a big fan of Mike the Del Mundo. artist Del Mundo. Um, but, but then I wasn't a fan of Dauterman when he took over way back. Mm-hmm. But now I think he's great. So Yeah, the Del, Del Mundo art actually took a couple issues to get into. Mm-hmm. But Now you're feeling it? Well, it's, it, it's not unlike taking your vitamins where it's not a perceivable difference every mm-hmm. day. But as soon as, if you're doing it for a while and then you stop, like, you oh. start to feel a little down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> So five issues of Del Mundo, and you're like, yeah, it's it's different. It's fine. It's different. Yeah. And then the first fill-in artist on like issue seven. Like, oh, where's Del Mundo? I was like, oh, kind of miss him. And oh, it's a little different that's now. That's nice. Yeah, it was it was really cool. So, yeah, I'm definitely going to catch up on Thor to find out what's I have what's all the happening. issues if you'd like to. I would like to. Yeah, I'll, I'll drop them off. Uh, all right, what's next on the docket? Uh, Amazing Spider-Man number 18 dot hunted. Dot H-U, yeah, <laughs> by Nick Spencer and Ken, Ken Lashley. Lashley. Yeah. Uh, the last time I remember seeing Ken Lashley, it was uh, was, was it, it a, a secret? Bar? Was it Secret yeah. Six or something? He was doing a book, not unlike a Secret Six book, which may have actually been Secret Six. And I have a computer in front I, of me; I, I could probably do it real look quick. Look it up. And I didn't really like his art in that book, but it may have just been an inking situation. So whoever was working on his inks may have just given him a different look. I don't know what the deal is, but I think his work in this is very great. Uh, and this is all about the Gibbon, who is very much a silly, throwaway character. Who's it was Secret Six, by the way. Thank you, thank you. He's been doing a lot of X Men stuff here and there. But this, last couple yeah, of years. this Ken Lashley work is great. Yeah, it's it's a beautiful book, and it feels very classic. Now we had another point HU book a while ago, and that was a Black Cat issue, which mm-hmm. we both really liked. Oh yeah, it was it was um it was better than it needed to be. Yes. I think this was just as good as it needed to be. Uh, I don't think I needed this issue. I thought it was a nice story. Um, it's a whole, you know, monologue or inner monologue of the Gibbon retelling his origin story just in time to be murdered. Yeah. So, um, I, towards while this was going on, it's like I was enjoying it. Mm-hmm. I didn't expect him to be killed at the end, or at least what seems to have been killed at the end. Yeah. And it immediately reminded me of. The only thing I could think of that was comparable was um, Countdown to Infinite Crisis. Oh. Remember, like... You mean Booster? Yeah. No, Blue uh, Beetle. Blue Beetle. Yeah. So he was reintroduced. Yeah. Given so much awesomeness in the span of 20-something, 30 pages. Yeah. And then shot in the head. Yeah. At the very end. This is not as good as that. No, it's not nearly as good as that. That was amazing. It's clearly not as good as that, but the, the structure of it reminded me where it's... You're amping this character up, making them... Um, taking their mediocrity, taking their mediocrity, and making it relatable. Yes, okay. and and right. giving you an understanding of the character, just to have them die in Spider-Man's arms. I enjoyed it, but I wonder why. Yeah, this is what sometimes, um, if I'm watching a thing, a television show, a movie, what have you, mm-hmm. and I can feel them manipulating my emotions specifically just to get a response, as opposed to just letting it, letting me react to the story. They're pulling strings a little harder than they need to. Mm-hmm. This felt a little bit like that. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Once it, you know, I enjoyed the 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 issue as a whole. Once it was done, I actually felt a little sad. It did what it needed to do, but I also felt manipulated. It didn't need to be here. Um, oh, I, f- I felt manipulated in a different way. Whereas um, the point of most of this is to like lead towards a bigger story. Yeah. Um, I feel manipulated because this feels like a side. 
this feels like a, a bottle episode mm-hmm. where it's like it's an episode that's just to kill time. Yeah. Not yeah. necessarily leads to anything big enough or large enough mm-hmm. or towards the main plot. So at that end, it's like, well, why did I buy it? Yeah. But if this leads somewhere else, like the like oh, the, uh, the Black the Hat one does, yes. did, great. Yeah. Keep rolling with these HUs. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm hoping that, that this will come back around for a reason. Yeah, I, just be like, I also hope he's not dead. Let's do a Gibbon send-off issue for all the people clamoring for a Gibbon <laughs> story. So, yeah, I mean, it was it was fine. Yeah, like I, didn't, I, I didn't close the book being like, oh damn. Yeah, yeah. no, I, same. It was just, it was like for a for an add-on issue to a little event, it wasn't a complete waste of time. Yeah, which honestly, mostly they usually are complete waste of time. All right, Avengers No Road Home, number eight, came out this week, but uh, I think we did a little catching up. This is by Al Ewing, Jim Zub, and Mark Wade, with art by Carlo Barberi. We've been enjoying this since issue one, surprisingly. Yeah, is there anything new to really add? It's just it's just fun. It's uh, consistently great. The Hulk is a wild a card like it should be. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, it's introduced Conan. I yeah. guess it's Conan. Conan is, Conan, the, is Conan a late be, night host. Yeah, he's he's Conan. A His name's yeah. Conan, right? It's, it's uh, Conan. Yeah, Conan. Um, but yeah, this was nice. At the end of the last issue, we had the Hulk breaking the shard and becoming because he's a nighttime creature again. Mm-hmm. He didn't used to be. He's gone through phases where, like, well, this, in this, his first appearance, he only came out at night. Mm-hmm. And then, because of different writers giving him different abilities, it would, he could change at will, or it was always just a surprise. But now we're back to um, he changes at night, but also he's wicked smart, and also he's unkillable. So that's the Hulk as he is right now. Yeah, he's the monster Hulk. Yeah, it's it's a horror body horror book now. It's not a superhero yeah, tragedy. <laughs> yeah, the the transformations are grotesque. Yeah, I you know I, I don't dislike it, um, but I. I wish it wasn't just sunlight kind of a thing. Like, oh, yeah? I don't know. I think that's... He's so brutal, though, that I like that it's that e- It's like a vampire. It's that just, easy. You pull the shades. Yeah. He's like, ah, shit. You got me. Uh, but no, he I... Needs, he needs a kryptonite, and I think sunlight is a good one. That's fair. Yeah. Otherwise, what's... You know, if you can't kill him, at least you can stop him. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I'm thinking... Uh, well, I'm ahead. leaking with... Logistically, well, you've got other Hulks for the Avengers and stuff, I guess. Either way, I'm yeah. still enjoying it. It's totally fine. There are some there's some moments in these last couple of issues that we caught up on where it feels like maybe the cast is too big because people are taken off the board just all together. Like, there's a whole issue where all you are is hanging out with Wanda, which is totally fine. I like that issue a lot. I liked it a lot too. Wanda in but the past then, with but then Conan. Issue seven comes along and it's just like, oh yeah, shit, Voyager is in this and I didn't oh, care right. anymore. Yeah. Um, like it, it's just they're juggling a lot, and it makes you wonder. Yeah, yeah. What? I'm just pointing to this page, so that when you're finished your thought, we can go on to this thought. Oh yeah, sure, go for it. Oh shit. So, no, 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 I'm done. I, I really, I really like this. First of all, I disagree. Uh, I think that there's enough people in this issue to keep me going. If if we were only following one team, I oh. feel like I'd be bored. No, I. I I just feel like they don't balance it as much oh. as they, as well as they could. Okay. Yes. Yeah, because I completely forgot. Like this is coming out weekly. It's not like yeah. there's a large span of time yeah, for yeah. me to forget <laughs> shit. I completely forgot where that other team was. Yeah. Like where um where Spectrum and Vision and stuff were. And we're yeah. talking about a lapse of one issue. That's how much yeah. I wasn't really following it very well. Yeah, yeah. So it's like balance it a little bit better or intersperse it or yeah, even just dedicate it mm-hmm. so it's more memorable. Yeah. 
I would I agree with that. The thing I'm pointing to here is there's a really nice moment between Hulk and Hawkeye where they're going up against Nyx, his superpowered, and um, I guess he's basically. Oh, the Hulk is like, all right, Rocket Raccoon and Hawkeye, get out of here. Yeah, you guys you, are useless. You guys are useless. I got this. And then Clint Barton says, shut up and help me make a bow. Because I forgot that Rocket Raccoon is like an expert weapons maker. Yeah. So he just like grabs branches and makes him a fully functional bow within a minute. Um, but that's a nice little... Um, because there's been such antagonistic qualities between or relationship between Hulk and Hawkeye because Hawkeye murdered Bruce Wayne. Banner. Bruce Banner. Well, he did Thank murder you. Bruce Wayne also. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, yeah, you skipped. I think you're talking about like Hulk recognizes it too. He's just like. What not does he bad. say? He says like, yeah, it's nice. Keep going back like right that. there. The bottom. Let's go. It's Avengers Assemble, not Avengers Take 5. And Hulk goes, hmm, how about that? Not so puny after all. So it's just a nice little recognizing on the yeah, Hulk's part. It's, it's a, the characters for the most part are, are pretty spot on in this. But yeah. like, first, you got like Mark Wade and Jim Zub. And Al Ewing yeah. steering the boat. All of them are very capable writers who mm. are like seeped in Marvel mythology. Like they probably bleed it, yeah. Or they're they're walking Wikipedia pages. Mm-hmm. So it's a fun book to follow. Yeah, this is still great, which I'm happy to say because it could have gone. We had south. two issues left, man. It's only ten. Yep, yeah. I'm stoked. All right, major. Oh no, major X, written and drawn by God's gift, as as you've written in the notes. <laughs> I did. I wrote in the script instead of instead of what the layman calls him. Yeah. Which is Rob, Rob Liefeld. Liefeld. I think we need to really go with what he believes <laughs> and what we all should know that he is actually God's gift. To so all I always the wondered what what sort of costume would we get if we took Cyclops's costume right before he died when he murdered Professor Xavier, and then just threw a Judge Dredd helmet on him with a little bit of Deadpool slashed yeah. in. Yeah, uh, that's what we got. Thank God Rob Liefeld was here to answer that question. This was bad. I gave it a shot because I was like, you know what? I'm always I'm like I'm not a big fan of Rob Liefeld. He doesn't really seem to. It's not you know he's got his own style, but he hasn't seemed to have developed as an artist over the past 15, 20 years. I don't have a problem with his art. I have the problem with the fact that he can't tell a story. It's not yeah. The story's not good. The writing's not great. Well, let's, like the let's, dialogue is terrible. Let's break it down. So first of all, I'm not going to bother with all of the X <laughs> words. Yeah, there's a lot of X. There's a shit ton of it to the point yeah. where I didn't know what the hell was happening, but. Uh, essentially, this major X character who looks like a, a first and and was that always Cable's costume back in the day, his um, um yeah. puffer vest yeah. chesty thing yeah yeah I that hate was his, it. one of his classic it's awful yeah. like an H, um anyway this this character comes from uh, a future called the existent existential existence existential exist oh wait existence existence, existence. but existential is like their master their god I guess is yeah. it I yeah. don't know. He keeps referring to the it as existential. a him. Exen- it's ex- a him. Am I saying that right? Existential? Existential. Existential. X-E-N-T-I-A-L. Essential. Essential. So oh. essential? Essential. Oh, essential. Is that what he's doing? Essential. I couldn't figure out what word he was trying to make uh, this into. If that's the case, fuck this book. <laughs> Either way. Even if it's not, fuck this book. <laughs> yeah. So this character, <laughs> this character came from this future existence. Um... Who, <laughs> his while he's traversing the landscape of his perfect time, um, it all starts to fall apart, and he he's riding his bike, and his bike just happens to have a motherboard warp drive on it. So while reality's collapsing around him, he 
Um, him and his buddy McCoy um, jump through time. McCoy. McCoy. M M apostrophe <laughs> K-O-Y. God damn it. Coy. Um, so it's a fish man. I uh, know it's it's a uh, it's Hank McCoy. Either way, they jump through time to try and fix or find out the origin of their reality collapsing, and they end up going to the X Force days of Cable's history. So we're talking about it's it's a new story by Rob Liefeld that goes back in time to Rob Liefeld's heyday with Cable. Blah, blah, blah. A fight ensues. An extra Deadpool named Dreadpool shows up. Uh, He tries to kill them all uh, until Deadpool, not Dreadpool, comes in and stops them, and the fight stops, and Major X reveals that he's actually... Um, Cable's son. God damn it! I'm bored. I'm bored describing okay, I'm it. I'm back. just straight I'm up back. bored I describing it. This is the dumbest thing in the own. world. And uh, I, I bored myself. Yeah. I straight up bored myself. This book is stupid. This <laughs> book right. is damn stupid. Age of X Men, X Prison, Prisoner. No, let's X. talk about it some more. No, it's, uh, I, I gotta go. All right, fine. Yeah, we don't want to talk about this anymore. Why don't you email us at cultpopgo at gmail dot com with I want your a thoughts on opinion. Major S? Yeah. Yeah, tell me this was great. Tell me Did, why. Tell me. It was just an, it was a party of of Rob Liefeld IP. It was it's awful. So bad. So bad. Age of X-Men, Prisoner X, number 2 by Vita Ayala and Jermaine Peralta. You I didn't read it. You go ahead. So so the wheel keeps spinning. Uh this is the Cable in Prison. Or sorry, not <laughs> fucking Cable. <laughs> this is the Bishop in Prison story. Yeah, which I um, like the first issue of. I I thought it was fine. Um so some things actually do occur. Um, at the end of the last issue, he got a note uh, in his cell that just said something to the effect of reality is a dream. Your dreams are true because he's been dreaming about these different like versions of himself. Yeah. Uh, timelines that don't currently or that don't exist or are remembered anymore. Mm-hmm. So he is going around the prison ignorantly asking a bunch of people, hey, did you write this note? Did you write this note? <laughs> That's his plan. Do you know about this note? Hey, you guys yeah, this and note? then, of course, he's on the radar now. Um Danny Moonstar, or who was Danny Moonstar, I don't know, tells him, like, finally talks to him and tells him, like, I do remember a different life, and it's a weird dream kind of thing, and sometimes I feel this, sometimes I feel that. And you're like, oh, okay, something's happening. Uh, Hank McCoy, uh, Beast, who is a brawler. Not, you mean Hank McCoy, not not McCoy? McCoy. McCoy? Yeah, not Hiccup McCoy. (laughs) Um, He picks a fight with him, but then... When the cameras aren't there or after picking a fight with him, he kind of tells him, like, you're asking the wrong questions. You're asking too loud. Stop being an asshole. Oh, yeah. all right. So it's it's That's more along the lines of he was testing him to see how far he would, like, what he was willing to risk or right. get beat up for the truth to, for the truth kind of thing. Oh, that sounds so it like leads him Hank. in the right direction a little bit. That's great. Yeah, he's not just a monster. I, yeah, I thought the 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 version of the character that we met in the first issue of this series. I was like, that doesn't really feel like. I mean, I know it's not actually Beast, but it it also didn't feel like. He's, well, he's not. He's not a Beast like, that would exist. He's not like a bubbly scientist yet, yeah. but it's just it's it's more along the lines of him being a, a closer to altruistic character because then, he actually just kind of great. Yeah. Straight up, a straight up villain. Um, that would be Dark Beast. The, yeah, yeah. Uh, this ends with. Um, Bishop being attacked by different versions of himself from mm-hmm. different timelines and everything kind of goes askew and it's all in his head or we think it's all in his head and then we know he's being detained or yeah. erased again. So it's it's 
the plot thickens, but it doesn't really thicken in a surprising way. Yeah. All right. Now, if we want to talk about this horrible thing that we just keep reading, I will say that ex- de- extremists. Extremist number th- number two. Was it two? Was it two? Which happened, I think, two weeks ago, uh-huh. and we didn't have a chance to talk about it. Um, I actually really liked of of all oh, these issues yeah. that we've been doing, we've been getting at. That's the right, the one with Blob, the one and- where Blob is redeemed as pretty much the most wonderful character in this entire thing. Yeah, I love Blob in this series. He's got mm-hmm. this nice little monologue. Um, so, what? Who is this? What's her name? That's 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 um, Psylocke. That's Betty. Oh, that's Bet Betsy. Betsy, Betty? sorry, Betsy, Betsy, right? So Betsy, yeah, Betsy uh, Braddock. They're out hanging out, doing stuff, and they're starting fires. So that the other, I like that too. Yeah. They start fires so that the other X team can come put out fires. Let it be known on the record, this was the worst first issue of all of the. Like, yeah. f- to me, yes. I hated the first issue of this, your... and I violently went into reading the second issue, and uh-huh. I kind of turned. It was yeah, nice. no, I, yeah. I like you made me read this just before mm-hmm. we recorded, and I actually quite enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, we've got Betsy, who is out doing stuff with the ex- what the fuck extremists. are they? The extremists. And she, there's a little moment that happened between um, Fred, right? Is that his name? Yeah, Fred Dukes. And, and her. And I, I was like, this well, is it, weird storytelling. Am I supposed to know what's happening it was here? It's a weird beat. But it yeah. comes up later where she's like, you know, I got brain powers. I could tell that you were attracted to me. Do you want me to, like, get rid of that for you? Because, you know, this is a world where um, romance and physical attraction and physical... Um, well, just love in general. Love doesn't exist. I, so she's... Is this, is this, is this yeah, your idea of love? That was like them loving each other. slapping on each other? <laughs> oh, yeah, God. you got it. You got it. I this mean, is an I mean, auto, you're a audio, romantic. Yeah. <laughs> This is an audio medium. They got it. Slapping. So um, so I, I, I quite like that, where she was like, listen, I know you, I, I, I could tell that you were feeling a thing. Don't be embarrassed. I'll do fix want, it. Yeah, yeah. Do you want, I'll go in, and I'll just make it so that you don't have those feelings for me. In fact, I'll even make it so that you're a little disgusted when you see me. How about that? I'll fix it for you. And then you. he literally yeah. runs away. He runs out yeah. of the building. They, he calls in sick for three days, and he leaves her a love note that just says, I don't want to be fixed. Sorry. Um, or I, I like the way I am. I, I was. Gonna, I wouldn't even call it a love note. It's just more like it's a scribbled apology? explanation. Yeah. Like yeah, an, an apology. Yeah. Like I, I don't want to change how I feel about feel. you. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so she goes to his house to confront him, and he sort of just he he does this beautiful monologue about even if my feelings for you can't go anywhere. There are something that well, it's, it's I rely on it every day. Yeah, it's, it was it, he defined himself by his wanting. Yeah, and it's it's he couldn't imagine taking it. He understands he can't act on it. Mm-hmm. It's nothing that will ever become a reality. But yeah. it became such an important part of his every day that mm-hmm. yearning that he worries about who he would be as a person without, without just it. the want. Which was it was beautiful. It's so incredibly it well written. Real. Yeah, yeah, and then you know she uh, she has this moment where she actually so they're sitting at a small table together yeah. right so it's not like a bruce wayne table uh, across from each other just yeah. a small like yeah. folding table so uh and she climbs up onto it on her hands and knees and climbs towards him and you you see his pov of her like approaching on her hands yeah. and knees on this table it's so wonderfully drawn and it's it's beautiful it's wonderful i loved it and then she's basically just they don't kiss what does but she say at the point of yeah she says kissing, how do you it, feel now yeah Fred. And that's yeah. where it, it ends. So his his speech kind of made her understand 
very quickly and succinctly understand the power of emotion, mm-hmm. which is honestly something that was incredibly devoid on all 17 of these <laughs> Other issues? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. He says, does it still hurt? Yeah, his but, yearning. Does it yeah. still hurt? And she's literally a quarter of an inch from his face. Yeah. Now, do you think that this is, do you think that she's being manipulative here or do you think that she's actually feeling something? Because she know. says, I'll let you keep your feelings, Freddie, if you answer one question for me. Does it still hurt? God, I, I would. Do you think I would, she's going to pull away next issue? I, I want to believe no. I want to yeah. believe that his revealing himself to her in a very eloquent and honest way yeah. was enough for her to transgress. Yeah. I, that's what I want to believe. Mm-hmm. But this could all be a setup. This could by it the could extremists. Be a... It could be so extreme. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? If that's the case, I don't know if I'll hate it or love it. But I'll, I'm in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. This is this this turned this series around for me. No, oh, so oh. far. Yeah. I, well, I think it, it's great for me. It was a over. What's more than a 180? It's a uh, 189. A 210. <laughs> 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 because I started to yeah. like it. Yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed yeah. it. Plus, oh, plus all the stuff with um, what's her name? Who's pregnant in the basement? Yeah, rat lady. Yeah, it was brutal. This is so weird. Yeah, it, um, this this it's almost this this terrible book is the only thing that's been like really good about this series so yeah. far. Actually, this one issue. At least it's at least we got something so far out yeah, of it. Yeah, so fun. But all right, that is our quick spoiler alert for the week. Hopefully, we'll have Mark underscore L underscore Miller back in the fold next week. Um, oh, go also, f- douche, we miss you too, buddy. We miss uh, Rob Patey. Hopefully, he'll be back. Yeah, someday. I- Every time he jumps in the chat, I get excited. Yeah. Like, hey, I'm coming back this week. No. no. They just smoke pellets out. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Oh, hey, go see Shazam. Oh, go see Shazam. It was so good. Give it money, everybody. Give it money. Yeah, I saw there was a headline today that was like, Shazam, 78% down on Monday. It's a Monday. Also, but if you read the rest of the article, because I saw what you shared. If you read (laughs) the rest of the article, um, it's comparable to like Captain America Winter Soldier, which dropped 74% Mm -hmm. on Monday of its following week. It's like- that's like, how Mondays work, y'all. Yeah, new cycle needs to calm the fuck down. Yeah. It's a good movie. Everyone should see it's it. It's so good. It's my favorite DC movie so far. Agreed. Just just above Wonder Woman, only because Wonder Woman's third act was blah, 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 blah. exactly that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, go see Shazam. Oh, I also saw Pet Cemetery. I would like say it? go see that. I just finished the novel. I haven't seen the original movie, but Ever? I did like maybe I was too young. Oh yeah. But I really enjoyed this. Uh, it was brutal. I um I am one of the only, and I'm gonna go see it this weekend. Uh, whenever I get a chance, mm-hmm. I'm the only person that I know in my immediate circle of life mm-hmm. who's kind of excited for the Hellboy movie. Oh, I'll, I'm gonna see it. I go, I I'll go see it. I bought I I bought a ticket for Friday. For what time? I mean, I'll I'll exchange because I can only I'll, see it Friday early. Oh um, uh, wait. Yeah, because Saturday we're going out of town, and Sunday this could happen you know, off mic. We, we can turn the mics off. Uh, I'm gonna All go right. see it now. <laughs> we'll talk about it. Yeah, thank you so much for joining us, and we will talk at you later. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to Spoiler Alert. Check out all our shows, including the Cannibal Horrorcast, where we review classic and contemporary horror. Oh, it's so spooky! And Gutter Talk with the Black Tribbles, recorded live every week at Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex. Yeah. 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 Yeah.